Hey guys, welcome to Buns, the Trading Zone, the podcast. Today's interview is with the guys from Nirvana, the band, the show. But before we get to that, let's talk about Buns. I'm loving the Toronto talk. I'm, uh, well, as you'll see in this episode, a lot of uh, interesting things to come up in the talk area of the Buns app. So check that out. On a side note, I just did my first escape room. I know I'm late to the party, but uh, it was great. It was great. So if you guys ever want to uh, check out an escape room and you have room for one more, hit me up, podcast at buns.com. All right, anyway, time for This Week in Buns. Hey guys, welcome to This Week in Buns. Uh, Very special edition episode because we are in the same room again together <laughs> we're like looking at each other across a table instead of just doing it on the internet for the first time in a, in a long time months yeah since september yeah it's yeah. really good to be back in toronto yeah how was uh how was honest Ed's? i couldn't i ended up couldn't make it out it was amazing um i guess the honestly like the party was really rad but the we went also to the art maze on friday yeah and the Friday edition of the Art Maze was, uh, there were a bunch of breweries there, so you kind of walked around the whole building, and there were, like, different art installations that were super cool, and then there would be, like, a brewery table, and so you could, like, get a tiny beer, like, they were all, like, little four ounces, and you got Ted tickets. Yeah. So you could get, get a tiny beer, and then walk around and look at more art, and it was so cool, and all of the art was awesome, and it was really cool to, like, you had to go into, like, Ed's, like office oh weird which was weirdly like 70s carpeted and two-tiered it was a huge office like his office is like the size of like bigger than like my friend's apartments (laughs) good for him (laughs) uh and yeah it was just really cool to like see all of the inside of it and then the party um was really awesome on saturday they it was closed down like it was only like half of the building yeah um and it was like super packed by yeah. By the end of it, I like imagine. you couldn't even get, there were three levels and you couldn't even get downstairs anymore. Like there was a lineup to get into the basement. I, uh, <laughs> so I was supposed to go, but uh, I had some family visiting and they had just decided that Friday was the day that they wanted to go out. And that also happened to be the day that a friend of mine had tickets for. So, you know, whatever family comes first. Of Speaking course. of family, let's talk about our Buns family here. This is a very special episode also because I've started to get reports about what you guys have to say on the app. So, uh, at S Frost on the Buns app says, somebody hit me with some good shows to watch on Netflix. Some shows that I love are Survivor, Friends, Dexter, How I Met Your Mother, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Orange is the New Black, Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul, Jessica Jones, and Luke Cage. I really need some suggestions because I got I get bored really easily. <laughs> I noticed that you didn't mention House of Cards. So I'm just going to throw that out there. Although I'm sure... like I mean, there's there's a list a mile long of people uh, suggesting things. Stranger Things is obviously on that list. Black oh, he, Mirror yeah. is on that list. Yeah, yeah. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, spam at S. Frost with your uh, Netflix suggestions because uh, 
Yeah, who doesn't uh, who doesn't need a little also, bit more Netflix like, in their I life? I kind of just want to go to that post and see if there's anything that I haven't found on Netflix yet. Exactly. Um, maybe bookmark that. <laughs> yeah, so this is actually in the new Toronto Talk section of the Buns app. So cool. check it out. Um, okay, well, did you see... I know we, every week, pretty much every week, we cover, like, lost dogs and cats that have been, like, reunited. Um, I don't know if you saw it, but uh, this past week, there was a lost ferret. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did see that. <laughs> this, like, adorable I, I white yeah. ferret, um, which in the picture looks stuffed because it's, like, so perfectly standing with its, like, backup. But uh, originally, David posted in the trading zone uh, that he had lost his pet ferret in the Ossington Hallam DuPont area. Not sure how you lose a ferret. I guess they're tiny. Maybe you could just wiggle out of a window. Um, he said that he's, like, friendly. His name is Farah, like, Farah Fawcett. <laughs> and it was like, you can pick him up and keep him for me. <laughs> like, don't be afraid of the ferret. If I you see the ferret, would. grab the ferret, please. Um, and he has been found and is home safe, which is great. Like, people were posting in the comments. Someone actually posted in the comments that her poor, she was like, her deaf ferret escaped her house twice. And both times, like, some neighbors found it playing in their gardens. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe go check, like, the house next door. So uh, they did end up finding the ferret. And, like, he posted a video in the comments. Uh, with the caption, he has to be rocked to sleep. And it's like a video of this like sleepy ferret in this man's arms nice. being rocked to sleep. So if you need a dose of adorable, uh, go check out this ferret post because this ferret is really freaking cute. My high school teacher, uh, science, no, grade school science teacher had a ferret. And uh, I used to be obsessed with that thing. Ferrets are the best. They're so cute. Anyway, at Desword, D-E-S-S-W-O-R-D, on the app says how do you spell toonie t-w-o-o-n-i-e or t-o-o-n-i-e with a w because it's a two it's two t-w-o loonies yeah and it's stuck together so it's a portmanteau of two loonies yeah i i agree but is is that this how is also easily googleable because a lot of people yeah, <laughs> a lot of people are saying t-o-o-n-i-e it's a, it's a huge oh, debate what happens if you go? What happens? Did somebody Google it? No, I does. Go- is Google also split on this? I'm debate? not. I have, you know, I'm letting it rage back and forth again. Actually, maybe it is just T O O. Now I'm questioning myself. It should be T W O, if you ask me. But anyway, uh, I also wanted to take this time to mention that uh, if you're not in Toronto Talk on the Buns app, because there's a lot of people saying, well, you know, I don't have a smartphone. I, I you know, it's not accessible to me. You can actually just go to buns.com and get in on there. Now, I know that currently there's some issues with creating <coughs> posts on buns.com, but you can view and comment on all the posts. And they're working on that. I'm and sure. they're, yes, <laughs> they're very vigorously working on that. But just, you know, keep that in mind. You, you don't need to be left out of the fun. Well, okay, so I have another really cool um, illustrator. Last week we covered uh, Pear, who is the guy doing the Simpsons uh, drawings, which I am going to do an update on next week. However, uh, Mickey uh, posted on the main trading zone um, that they had been getting into illustration recently and was looking for some faces to draw, like human faces or pet faces, etc. Um, they say they're starting a collection called Ugly Mans with a Z, like buns, uh, mm-hmm. all one word, and says that they want to base the collection off of real faces. Um, and in brackets is like, I think you're all beautiful, but I just think the name Ugly Mans suits my illustration style. <laughs> uh, so no offense if you if you get drawn by this person. Um, so yeah, they were just like, if anyone's is tr- interested in having an illustration in 
this style, PM me with a pic of you. Um, and was like, I may make these into pins and patches or like wrapping paper and prints later on. Um, and like this person got so many PMs. They were like, uh, they were just like, this is an over, I've gotten an overwhelming number of people like PMing me because the drawing's really cool. Um, they were like, I've created an Instagram where you can follow the project. So the Instagram is at uglymans, M-A-N-Z. Um, and they were like, if I draw you, I'll tag you in the photo. Uh, there's still like, they're literally people are still like t commenting on this that they're gonna pm this person but nice. i'm sure they're gonna need tons of faces so if you guys want a drawing like these are pretty cool i don't know if you saw this post I but like they it, look a little weird it. and like yeah they're pretty sweet i'm i kind of want one well so <laughs> speaking of things that are pretty sweet um this is kind of selfish of me because i love this place but uh at she's all right from the buns app post in toronto talk hey honey buns Anyone know a good arcade bar? It's my boyfriend's surprise birthday. Uh, we've been to Getwell, so I'm hoping there's another gem out there to surprise him with. Thanks in advance. Let me just say, first of all, that I love that arcade bars are like a trend now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Amazing. Yeah, a few, right? Yeah, but, but shout out to, and I have no affiliation with them other than I went there the day that they opened or a couple days after they opened, Tilt. Tilt Arcade Bar. Somebody like, just invited me to that, and I haven't been yet, and I can't go before I leave, which is oh, tragic. It's amazing. It sounds amazing. Yeah, it's on Bloor, uh, between Bathurst and Spadina, behind, what's that place, Futures? Is that what it's called? I don't know. I don't know where it is. I've never been there. Um, anyway, <laughs> yeah, check it out. It is incredible. I, I mean, they've got a ton of pinball machines, hence the name Tilt, but they also have arcade games, you know, Street Fighter, they have Ski Ball. Uh, table hockey, and it seems that they rotate the games out because the first few times I had been there, uh, I got pretty familiar with a bunch of the games. Then I came back, and they were a bunch of them were different. So check it out, Tilt Arcade cool. Bar. Uh, but if you guys know of others, hit me up on oh, the app. Dundas video too, right? At, at Koji um, on the Buns app, and let's talk about it. Yeah, there's. I've so, been to Dundas video. I loved it. it Power great. Up Game Bar is another one. Uh, but that's beside Pravda or right around Pravda. Okay. And Next then, time I come back to Toronto, I'm doing a massive game video game bar tour. ANC Games is another. Anyhow, what else you got for us, Callie? Um, so I kind of liked this post because it really, uh, to me, it was a very Bunsy post. So Buns, like, obviously, as we all know, uh, is like really about recycling things and reducing our like consumption mm -hmm. and reusing stuff that people would otherwise be getting rid of or like throwing away. Uh, so last Wednesday, Ashley posted on the main zone ISO one liter milk cartons and regular size mason jars. Um, and also like, like even just like clean pasta jars, for example. Um, this person is running a March break day camp for kids on March 13th. And their theme is changing climate. So uh, she was like, I need a bunch of these like milk jugs. Um, I need 22 of each in total. So I guess 22 milk and 22 jars. Um, and was like, I'm not drinking milk fast enough. Is anyone holding any number of either? Like, have you not taken your recycling out in a few weeks, basically? Right. Uh, not sure what I've got to trade for your empty clean jars or cartons, but we can discuss it. Uh, help a teacher out teaching children about climate and making really neat crafts. 
um for the jars they were gonna do like those tornadoes in a jar and she even like posted a picture of the tornado in the jar which looks pretty rad uh the cartons they're making bird feeders out of um she said that you need them by next wednesday at the latest which by the time you're listening to this podcast will be tomorrow but i'm pretty sure they've gotten enough jars um but you know what if you have a bunch hanging out and you want to give them to her you could always head over to this post and let ashley know maybe if they still like need some you could pick they could pick it up before wednesday right on i know it's kind of late notice but well so speaking of needs this is this one i really liked really piqued my interest i pedro on the buns app says i believe in experience i jesus i believe that experiences are more valuable than physical possessions I'm putting that into practice on buns, exchanging my stuff for experiences. To make it easier for those interested in my things, I've gone through a bucket list and chose some experiences I think that you might be able to facilitate. Uh, If you can help me achieve any of these things, help yourself to any of the items listed. What? So. This is a great idea. Yeah. Go on. Amazing (laughs) idea. You know, I'm not going to uh, tell you what they all are. If you want to find out, just go to uh, find at I, the, the. the letter I and then Pedro on the app. One of the things that he's is on his list. I'll just give you a couple. Learn yeah, I was like, I'm curious. Like, what experience is this person after? Learn to sail. Okay, cool. Watch the delivery of a baby. Oh, shit. <laughs> Drive a bulldozer. I won't go on. The, the list. Is, I need to read this. The know, list is pretty interesting. So, yeah, check it out. I Pedro at I Pedro on the app. Um, well, okay, so I have a, like, really heartwarming post for you. Uh, Shauna posted, uh, on the Helping Zone. Uh, hey, Buns, as you all know, I am working with Diane, um, who I, you know what, I I don't know if we covered this previously on the podcast or if I even saw the previous post of this. Um, so if anyone has a link to that saved, please send it to me uh, or post it in the Buns podcast zone because this person said, like, as you all know, I'm working with Diane and then bracket a woman with terminal cancer who made a Kijiji post about needing a quiet place to die. And then she said, because the cancer has we spread to her spine, yeah. did we? I don't, when was it? Uh, a couple weeks ago, they were. She was either they were either looking for money or a place for this lady because she. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay, I couldn't find the post, so I was like, I need to. I I wanted to try to find it, um, so that I could post the link with this. But so the update is that um, the cancer has unfortunately spread to her spine, uh, and things have progressed to the point where she needs a walker. So she was reaching out to all of you. Uh, she was like, because buns have already made so many beautiful things happen to Diane. They were ISO a walker that she can use for the next little while uh, that she can sit down on. And like the amazing update on this with like a million purple hearts that she posted was that they have two offers for a walker. So she said, thank you, buns. You've done it again. There were like a bunch of comments on this. So a ton of people like stepped up to help again. Um which was great. I thought that was really heartwarming. It's that is so amazing. nice that people, people are helping her out. Well, uh, this is sort of a help yourself type thing. But at Zippy Zop, that's Z-I-P-P-Y-Z-O-P on the Buns app, says, free meditation sessions. Hmm. Come and meditate with us if you can. Uh, ugh, come meditate with us. You can trade good vibes. Pick a location. So they have the Beaches Public Library, Mondays at 6.30 p.m. Young and Eglinton uh, at a library at 6.30 p.m. on Tuesdays. And the OISE building, Thursdays at 7 p.m. For more questions or more locations, 
please PM me. Hmm. Namaste. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. You got any more for us? Yeah, actually. I had another cute one. It was uh, Lise, I think is how you pronounce their name, uh, said that they are making a sensory activity board to hang in her friend's son's room. He has autism, and they know it would be fun for him. Uh, and they were just like, I'm asking here for things that could help. So she was in search of things like a plastic wall clock, faux fur, large wooden beads, textured plastics or other interesting textured things like to touch um, and like weird materials. Mm -hmm. Just like things for this kid to interact with, uh, like sensory things or like activity things. Um, Lots of people commented uh, that they have some items But if you guys have anything like even like doorknobs, chain locks, drawer pulls or like zippers, like things that kids can like fiddle with, play around with, something that has like an interesting touch to it. Um, Someone else was suggesting um, like putting objects on it with uh, what's it called? Uh, Oh, no. (laughs) No. Uh, shit. What's it called? Like the thing, the sticky Velcro thing. Oh, there there you go. (laughs) Like attaching things with Velcro so the kids could like rip it off and stick them back on. Yeah. So if you guys have any stuff laying around the house that you think would be good for the activity board, uh, hit up this post. Uh, Elise needs your things. Hopefully we'll get, I'd love an update when they're done making the activity board. I want to like see all the cool stuff they put on it. All right. Well, this is sort of an update. At Donut Buns on the Buns app says blown away by the generosity of buns i posted a while back about trying to trade for ingredients for a good friend's champagne birthday gift which was going to be a cake (laughs) and instead of trading many kind buns were willing to give me stuff for free today i went to pick up a small bottle of champagne to include and was floored by what was in the bag when i got home jed included not only a cutely decorated bottle of champagne but a gift bag tissue paper tea and a box of chocolate caramels. Aww. Not pictured as the butter she included inside a nicely packed cooler bag so it wouldn't melt in the warm weather. Um, after all I've been through, this app is being targeted, harassed, and sent rude messages. Ooh, oh, after all I've been through on this app, being targeted, harassed, and sent rude messages, I'm astonished at how thoughtful this bun has been. So yeah, you know. That's so nice. It goes on to say some a uh, bunch more nice things, but yeah. That's really cute. Um, I think I might be out of uh, like uh, uplifting posts, but I do have some fun ones. I have a couple of funny ones. I don't know if you saw. Um, obviously, since it's buns and people are like unearthing weird things from storage, we have a lot of nostalgia posts. Mm-hmm. Um, this one I kind of really want, to be honest. I think it's gone already. <laughs> but uh, Sonia was cleaning out their parents' house and found a bedazzler. with, Ooh, wow. And it's like pristine. It has instructions, patterns, gold studs, and eight interchangeable heads. <laughs> and I was like, um, yes, I totally want to bedazzle absolutely everything that I own. But there is already like... A bajillion, like there's almost 80 like reactions to this. I'm sure it's gone, but like I kind of just want to bedazzle absolutely everything in my closet. Who doesn't? (laughs) Well, I got a nostalgia post for you actually. So Jinx on on the Buns Facebook group in the main trade zone 
uh, I feel like I always mention Spice Girl stuff. Mm, so everyone loves Spice Girl stuff. Uh, would any bun really, really like to zig a zig ha? Huh? Are you missing that last ginger glam shot to round out a long, incomplete collection? 200 sticker packs plus gum. This box is sealed. 200 sticker packs. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> you know those box of stickers that you would get at a convenience store or whatever? Mm-hmm. And, like, they were in each indiv- individual packages. Like well, not trading individual cards, yeah. but they're stickers. Right. So, this is a box of those. That's crazy. I think I might, honestly, my dad mentioned the other day, he was like, didn't we have... Oh, but you know what? They weren't Spice Girls. I think they were, like, Laura Croft Tomb Raider, like, trading cards. That's still probably when, a Because when Angelina though. Jolie was in the movie, because I was obsessed with her <laughs> in high school. Maybe I should try to dig those out and do it. them. Um, okay, I got another nostalgia post for you. Um, so this thing is definitely gone because it was like a repost of a post. Um, and it's like these amazing, I think it's Quasimodo is how you pronounce the name. Um, and From it's the like... From the Notre Dame? uh sure yeah um but it's like these amazing 80s cream and sugar thing that that is loud i want them so bad but they're super gone because i saw this post and then the first it was like oh so many no shows and like flakes like who actually wants these was the post it's like they'd repost they'd posted them before it looks like the the first comment is someone being like i thought we were meeting today like they were freaking out because they thought they were gonna like miss these amazing these things have like the coolest it literally looks like the beginning of saved by the bell printed on like a weird geometric cream and sugar holder that would be in like um the christmas vacation movie and like um the next door neighbor lady lives in like the most 80s house ever like elaine from seinfeld lives next door right and her house is like the most 80s house you've ever seen in your life yeah yeah these would be in her kitchen for sure (laughs) for sure um so yeah i was i was sad but the the person who was supposed to get them got them (laughs) i'm sure they were happy to to all right so my last post and i'm sure you saw this one uh is a post from emma asking for some photoshop skills and uh it is a picture of her and her boyfriend mm-hmm. uh smooching in yep. the water that and there's amazing there's somebody kind of uh in the back of the photo some chick is ruining this picture <laughs> so yeah uh they ask for someone to photoshop out the person in the background and uh hilarity ensued exactly <laughs> as you would expect you know like classic reddit style uh so Just good all sorts of crazy photoshops uh, somebody even one of of, of course um, in any good Canadian Photoshop battle, someone took the chick from the background and photoshopped her onto the Drake cover, <laughs> like her sitting on the top of the building. Uh, this honestly, this post is amazing. You guys need to go look at it. I can't even possibly, with words, describe to you how amazing these Photoshop battles. One is just like her boyfriend kissing himself. The girl in the background is still right. there. Um, there's like a crazy speaking of nostalgia, like nineties version with like windows 98 things floating in the background and like a dolphin. Um, yeah, it's amazing. Like for real, go check out this post. Awesome. All right. Well, what else you got on top? Because I'm all out. Well, so I have one more. Um, should I wait? (laughs) Okay. So I got one last one. Uh, 
this is a bun success story. Uh, Caitlin posted on the main zone wanting to share their success story um, and tagged the person, David, uh, who was like, bless this earth angel for procuring a USB charger for her sleeping dildo. So this is actually like a, she was excited. This is not a trade post. This was like she was posting their conversation uh, like really excited because this guy helped her like find a USB charger for her dildo that she could not charge. <laughs> I did see that earlier. And she was like, I'll trade it. Uh, he was, she was like, what do you want? And she was, he was like, I'll trade it for a drawing of a sloth. And she was like, Oh baby, you're in for a treat. And then, uh, she like sent him a, like a pencil drawing of a sad sloth holding a giant dildo <laughs> and on its stomach. It says, please help me come. And it's like, here's a sloth sadly resting on my dead dildo. Uh, and I just thought this was really funny. This is like such a buns post. Such a classic. Yeah. You can't have, you got to have like every month there's some sex toy related thing on buns. So well, there's there actually. There we go. We got it. We got it. <laughs> a male sex toy on buns too, but wasn't. Well, you know what? If you want to know Excuse about me? that, if you <laughs> want to know about post. that, because I don't have the the link in front of me, uh, it will be up in the buns podcast zone. Is somebody like trading up for a flashlight? It's a flashlight-like apparatus. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, if you want to know more about that, hit up the Buns Podcast Zone on Facebook. And uh, yeah, until next time. Keep on Bunsen. Peace. Too much shit in your apartment? Get rid of it today on the Buns app. Available in the App Store, Google Play Store, or online at buns.com. That was fun. It's not. Uh, it's very rare these days that Callie and I get to sit in a room together and actually talk to each other face to face. Most of it is done over the internet these days, because as you, most of you know, Callie is in Cali. She moved to California, so she's just been back visiting. So that was that was good. Anyway, Nirvana, the band, the show. Those guys are great, Matt and Jay. They are exactly what you would expect them to be. I mean, they're not as insane as their characters on the show, but uh, hilarious guys. And uh, yeah, just my kind of nerds, you know? So if you like Star Wars or the movie Hackers or hilarious things, listen to this interview and check out On Viceland, Nirvana, the band, the show. Here's the interview. Radio guys, you ever done done something with live radio guys like American hardcore, the pro live radio guys, like Morning Shock Jocks? Oh my, they're they're unbelievable. They're like artists. They're like artists. Yeah. All those sound effects, things like that, they're improvising that stuff. They're yeah. pulling stuff up. They're talking. Oh yeah, I was doing some of this, but you never. You remind, reminds me of that uh, that Wayne's World scene. The only sound effect very I sure. have is oh, it's very quiet. Nice. Just in case it gets out of hand. Yeah, exactly. Need the air horn. All right. Hey, Buns. I'm here with none other than Nirvana, the band, the show. If you guys uh, would be so kind as to introduce yourself so people can kind of get used to your voice. My name is Matt Johnson, and I play Matt 
in Nirvana the Band the Show. Uh, I'm Jay McCarroll, and I play Jay in uh, Nirvana the Band the Show. How did you guys come up with your character names? That uh, so it was a process, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, because we didn't think we were shooting a show at first; we were just messing around. And so, our real, the real Matt and the real Jay really were Nirvana the Band the Show when we were teenagers. Yeah. And so we didn't think of it as being something outside of ourselves. And uh, and if you see the show, we basically are playing ourselves when we're, you know, 15, 16 years old. So it is ju- it's just us. Okay, before we talk about uh, Nirvana, the band, the show, is there a short form for it, by the way? Should we just call NTB. it? NTB. That's what, that's what people Nirvana call it. Band. All right. Before we uh, get into the whole NTB thing, let's start at the beginning. Did you guys grow up in Toronto? I was born at Toronto General Hospital. Where were you born, Jay? Um, I think I was born at St. Where's St. Joseph? St. Joseph's just in the West. No, maybe that's not it. I think I was born in Mississauga. We grew up in Mississauga. We, we went okay. to neighboring high schools in Mississauga, and we met in grade nine, maybe grade nine. Okay. Jay might have been in grade 10. So you guys have been friends for a long time. Yes, okay. since we were kids. And when did the whole... Uh, show th- not, not not the nirvana the band the show but like when did you guys decide you wanted to actually work together and, and make things well again like i said pretty early on we, except we didn't think it was a thing we didn't think we were making something we thought we were just being funny so we would just perform he and i at his parents house for nobody and that was as early as as early as you know both of our parents had pianos um yes. and so when we were first kind of just hanging out and it was like, hey, you come over to my house and then maybe stay for dinner. Like, remember how you used to hang out when you were like 15? You just right. kind of, yeah, yeah. you come over, it's almost like you're still doing play dates. Right. And you just like, you know, lounge around the house and you just sort of deal with what you got in front of you. Mm-hmm. And Is it sad that I still do that? No. No, we, that's we actually still, very, We still do it too. And in fact, nice. it's the adults who lose that that are really sad. The ones who are like, oh, I'm just staying home with my girlfriend. I'm not going to just hang it. Going to lounge at a friend's house and play board games and just like waste their Ooh, time. Board games, yeah. Yes, man. It's yes. like that's one of the great. That is what our society, like all of this stuff, like the doctors, the energy, all the wars, all this brutality. This is getting deep. It's yeah. so that we can have those moments. Yeah. yeah. Where you're just lying on a friend's couch and the heater's maybe a bit too hot. It's freedom, man. It's freedom. Freedom. Yeah. yeah. And you're just playing Warhammer. And it's like, yeah. Take out the old Warhammer figures. Uh, don't even get me started on board games. Or just watching your buddy play one-player games. That's like, that's it for me. One-player oh. board games? Or one no, no, video no, no. Games? Video games. Oh, yeah, of yep. course. We, yeah, yeah, we do that all the time. In fact, Jay and I, that's a cornerstone of our friendship, is that we would play video games alternatingly all the time. Perfect. All the time. Into our like young adulthood, too. Remember when Cajun would come over at our old place... I would play like a one-player big play Grand campaign. Theft Auto. You'd play Grand, Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto. Fallout. Yeah, Fallout. Ooh. Like, you know, and just yeah. kind of like watch, watch you'd big watch investment and games. And McDonald's yeah. and just be like, yeah, you this guys is what I'm draft doing. magic. We'd play magic cards. Oh, we'd nice. have a video game. Constantly. So my, my friend and I would play magic cards. This is in the mid-2000s. And Jay, actually the late 2000s, and Jay would play uh, Xbox and we would just draft. Oh, my God. For, and for hours, dude. Like, we'd do this yes. for 20 hours at a time. Drafting is the best, by the way. Anyone who doesn't know what that is, either look it up or you missed out. I'm not sure which one, but yeah. Well, it's a, it's a format that Magic Cards began that was then co-opted by about 15 different proprietary board games. Have you ever heard of the board game Dominion? Yeah. That's basically a board game based on the fundamental principle of drafting, yeah. which is like an NBA draft when there's a certain number of things and everybody takes one and you try to build a team out of it. Yeah, them. yeah. 
or Seven Wonders if you've ever played that game. Yeah, again, a game that's unbelievable. Okay, I, I could go on for hours about board games. I have a secret, not so secret love affair with, with board games. Uh, but so you guys were messing around at each other's houses, mm-hmm. playing piano and whatnot. And uh, when did the entertainment portion of it come into play? Like, when did you decide, hey, other people need to get in on the silliness? All right, we never actually thought, oh, other people will like seeing this. The first time we made an episode of a web series yeah. was because me and Jay thought it was going to be funny for us. And we, we, we made it and put it on our own website and didn't right. advertise it all. We, did, we, didn't, we only really showed our friends. It was never, a, oh, we're going to show a lot of people this. It was really just we liked it so much. I had a buddy who was obsessed, just waiting for each episode. And he kept like pushing me and pushing me. He's like, you got to fucking check this out. You got to <laughs> check this out. And to this day, he's like super excited that it's like a, a show. Now. Is he watching the new show? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you guys did, did a screening of it at one point somewhere? Uh, the Toronto Film Festival screened three episodes yeah. back in September. He was there. Was he happy? Did you like it? Oh, he loved it. Oh, thank goodness. He, he yeah, loved it. Yeah, yeah. We're, we'll get into that in a second. But okay, so you started as a web series, mm-hmm. what, in 2008 or something? Actually, no, it, it, it started in 2006, 2006 and it was yeah. over in 2009. Okay. Wow. Like over, over, We over. just took a lot of time in between sure. episodes to just live life. We were both yeah. working part-time jobs. We were right. like, like dirtbag students basically yeah, like yeah. we both just just finished university and i was t- t- uh not teaching but basically a tour guide at the ontario science center and jay was a musical director at second city and we both worked like the absolute minimum we could to pay rent feed ourselves and all the rest of the time we spent working on the show so when did you realize that the show was like a, a thing because i'm sure that web series like it took off at a point, obviously. Yeah, it was after about the fourth episode. Yeah, that, that, episode four. That Jay and I would start getting stopped by other people our age in the street that we didn't know. Right. And it was the first time, obviously, that it happened to either of us ever. And that feeling was, we couldn't believe it. We were like, oh my gosh, people think that this is funny in the same way we think it's funny. And for whatever reason, because the show's so bizarre, that created a real connection between us and anybody who liked the show because right. you don't like that show unless you really like the same things that we like. Yeah, yeah. It's it's so alienating otherwise. Like it's so steeped in very specific cultural references that if you don't get them, you can still enjoy it. But if you like it, it's because you like the same shit that we do. Oh, absolutely. I'm going to get back to that specific cultural references in, in a little bit later. But uh, I feel like there's a, like a joke about like a, a, somebody interviewing always saying, and we're going to get to that in a little bit. Okay, yeah, no what you, you say. Oh yeah, no, no, no. Okay, so you guys met Actually, at 16. To be honest, Jay, we will get to that joke oh, in a bit. Okay, hold yeah. on, yeah. because hold I on. do have something later. To right, 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 right. Okay. We'll just get to it now because I'll tell you uh, that I <laughs> fell in love with the show. I watched, so I've seen this, the two episodes that are online right now, and I fell in love with the show immediately when one of you mentioned hacking. Oh yeah, and then you're like, you're, you're gonna love this new episode. The, we, we, we need the red book. Stuff we away. need the big red book. We need yeah. the red book. What did Matthew Lillard say? And I was just like, oh my god, yes, <laughs> Dude, these are my people. In season yeah. two, okay. we're doing an entire episode based on hackers, beginning oh to god. end. We try to hack into the Rivoli. You have no but idea. That's all we're gonna say. That's about all it. we'll say. But we're doing. <laughs> a, we're doing. We're doing. Uh, I feel the exact same way. Yeah. You should get our old. Our old DVD. There's. You could probably buns for it. Actually, in fact, it's probably the only way you could get it mm-hmm. uh, because there's so few of them. But there on that DVD, there are so many hackers references. We do. There's a scene from Hackers yeah. on the DVD. 
Oh. Full, unedited. Oh my just god! From the movie Hackers. That's one of my favorite movies. Same of all time. It's incredible. Acid Burn, Crash Override. Oh yeah, Zero. You're Zero Cool. I thought you were black. <laughs> I thought you were black, man. Any, anyway, so we won't get back to that later because we just talked about it. But uh, okay, so it, the show starts to take off, and then you end it, and you start moving on to other things. Because I know that at a point you're uh, doing music for movies and TV. And you're what directing? Yeah, I'd well, gone. We we had we had made the show over the course of like what four years, and we were living in this tiny apartment together, and we had to kind of put like a goal, and we we made a, a deal with each other pretty much after a couple of years, saying like we're going to end this after ten episodes. Sure. And by the end of us living together, we were just like at the very end of our relationship. We had to take a break. Matt went on to make a fe- his first feature. I joined a couple bands and started touring around like I've always wanted to do. Right. And we just pretty much like took a full year or so off from each other. We didn't even speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, after that, Matt made, it, Matt made this movie and sort of got a lot of attention for uh, The Dirties. Yeah, my, my same friend is a big fan of that, that film as well. Well, similar touchstones, yeah. very similar ideas. We started talking again about how it would be cool to get uh, get something cooking. We had already explored a oh, couple yeah. shitty opportunities that, like, some networks had come to us right like during the show, trying to get us to make a show with them, and sure. we had terrible experiences mm-hmm. dealing with the sort of bureaucracy of of the Making a real Canadian show. industry, right? Um, so we started talking again about like, man, maybe we'll do like a web show again. I don't know. Like, is that a bad move? Is that a faux pas to bring it back? Were we saying that really after? I, oh, I was the saying 30s. that to you. I was, okay. I was like, I want to get going again. Let's let's because we were hanging out again and we were joking. Yeah. we were back to our old group. I had I had really struck some success, and Jay was right at the doorstep. <laughs> right. It was the next day. He, he was looking to jump on the coattails. Dude, Dude, it was we we won slam dance, and I had real I deleted him from my phone. Oh, yeah. I was hanging out with Martin Short. Oh, yeah, great, good for you. Where's Martin now? He's kind Where's of Martin been, now? I guess. <laughs> but basically what happened was jay and i i I feel like we're put on this earth to make that stupid show literally i i can make that show better than i can do anything i know it like that is my talent is making that show right and and i'll never be able to do anything better than that in my opinion at least that in my ignorant opinion right now and so (laughs) when i left and made that made the dirties and then i made another feature called operation avalanche right and those did well enough that i was basically given the opportunity to then do almost anything right and I mean, it it just goes to show how how powerful that show was for Jay and I. Right. That right away, when it was like, okay, you can do anything you want, we were both like, let's do Nirvana the band the show again, and so that's what we did. And then at some point, uh, Vice got involved. That was the very beginning. It was Vice coming to us and saying, "Do you guys want to make a TV show? You can make any show you want." Their because, first scripted show, I yeah, guess, because yeah. we're starting a network in Canada right. and we need Canadian content, and that was sort of the key to this. And it's one of the reasons why. I think Toronto right now is really in a heyday for young media. Oh, I talk about this all the time. Yeah. A heyday. And it's because there is so much free capital that's been unlocked via government through places like Vice. Right. Like Vice came in from the States and all of a sudden took over a Canadian channel f- through Rogers mm-hmm. and they need to produce original content and they need to produce that with Canadians. Yeah. And so you've all got a young company whose brand is, well, we work with young people right. that needs to spend, you know, these hundreds of millions of dollars to make content. Yeah. And they're based in Toronto. Like right, it's, right. it's It's Shangri-La. Like they can't hire Americans. 
They yeah, have yeah. to hire young Canadians. Right, right. And so for us, it was just... And so good on Vice to tap into such like a market of, of young creative people that have had such a hard time exactly. penetrating the Canadian industry. Yeah. Like The Canadian industry is not like, set up for young people. It's not set up for young people. At all. At no. all. And no. so the fact that Vice came in and basically said, hey guys, it's not quite open season, but we're looking for young people to make new shit. Right. All the people that have told you you can't do it, you're too young, you're too stupid, you have no experience, we're not, that's not us. Yeah. And while they're not like completely just, just handing out shows, I'm talking to so many friends that I've always considered to be the cre- like really great creatives and everyone's got a story of like, yeah, you know what? I'm talking with Vice. Oh, I have a meeting with Vice. Exactly. Good on Vice for g- tapping into these people because they've just been unused in this country. So you guys are really drinking the Kool-Aid, eh? Well, we can say bad things about well, the no, I, I want to get us going. I want to get us going. But I mean, but the reality is, <laughs> no, no, they, I, like, I'm a huge supporter of us. For well, they're sure. do they're, they are doing it. They're wicked. Yeah, and, yeah, the best. And what's great is that they're not. So with, I'll take our show for example. So we make a show. It's a comedy show, a scripted show. They are like as hands off as you could be. They say make the show and deliver it. We are not. They don't give us any type of. Uh, Spike Jones is our one of our executive producers. So I was just about to ask you about that. Yeah, because I, I heard a rumor that that was the case. How did that come about? He's the head of content advice, yeah. so he he head approves of, he approves yeah. all of the big shows that they do. Oh, okay. And so when our show went in to to pitch to do to do because we weren't pitching for a pilot, we were saying we want to do a whole season. It was him and three other people who were like, "Yes, okay, we'll do this." And then when we got renewed for season two and season three, same thing. It was yeah. it was him and two other people being like, "Yep, let's do this." So he it's it's he is the guy who gives us notes. Yeah, yeah. Along with uh, Eddie Moretti and uh, another guy named Danny Gabay, who are all executives there, and it's them who communicate with us it's right. three people. but we've never heard notes like this before like the fact that you know you sit down in a meeting with him and which is not often we've only met with him like you know two or three times but you know he'll 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 have a list of notes and he'll say now i have a couple of thoughts here guys again you know this is your show so you know take this with a grain of salt yeah and we're just like this is spike jones it's, saying that to us very, what, yeah, a, yeah. what a great amount of respect we, we were getting well because it's so creator driven yeah they're 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 doing the thing that most i will i will say that no canadian executives are doing which is let's find creators right. and let them do whatever the hell they want because really what does it matter We're, everybody's playing with house money in this country yeah yeah nobody's job is on the line yeah nobody is going to get fired if a show doesn't make money in this country period the end yeah. a, the executives at the cbc rogers bell they can so long as they're not green lighting you know like pro KKK, like Nazi murder shows, right. they're not going to lose their jobs if nobody's watching these shows. So why aren't they doing things like, well, let's just find some young people and see what they do. Yeah, we'll yeah. get, we'll get, well, let's 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 keep the financial risk low. Let's make episode three, you know, a hundred thousand dollars, which yeah. to someone in their twenties is more money than they've ever seen in their lives. Right, right. And let's see what they do. Yeah, I'm I'm totally for it. I mean, like, no offense to anybody else, but I prefer your show over Mr. D. That's for sure. Hey, well, it's a high, high praise. High praise. Yeah. High praise. High praise. I bumped into Mr. D at the Canadian Screen Awards announcement a few, uh, maybe last month, and I thought, wow, that's Mr. D. I prefer I think Mark Little's on that show. I think he's too. He yeah. plays one of those, like uh, you know, Canadian comedy roles. He's funny. I like Mark. Yep, me too. Me too. So Mr. D is uh, to me too close to Mr. G. Have you ever watched Summer Heights High? Yes. Oh yeah, the greatest. 
Yeah, oh yeah. I love I love the the Samoan character that he does. It's just like the best. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh okay, so let's talk about the show for a second. So I've been I've been like pushing it to everyone who uh who will listen because I was I'll, I'll be honest with you. I heard about it. I was like, "Oh, it's Canadian." Like, I don't know. And then I watched the first episode and I was like, "Fuck. This is And then that second episode with the hackers reference, I'm like all in now. Like so I've been pushing it to everyone who listened and I tell them it's kind of a mix between uh like the Ali G show and Flight of the Concords. That's exactly what we say. That is the yeah. show. The show is Flight of the Concords meets the Ali G show. Okay, perfect. Like dead on. And that's and that is our intention. Right. When you guys say scripted, it does like obviously there are some pretty unscripted moments, I would guess, on the show. Well, scripted, as it refers to television, is not what you think. Right. Scripted does not mean that it comes from a script all the time. Yeah. All it means is that it's not documentary. Right, okay. So even though we have the first scripted Vice series, yeah, like, yeah. we've never written a script. We okay. don't have scripts for our episodes. I guess you have outlines of yes, what you want to do. That's it. And, yeah. So I imagine then, uh, given that that's how the show's made, there's a lot that ends up on the cutting room floor. Is there ever any moments where like you have hilarious scenes, but they don't really fit with the all the, the episode? What's worse is is not when they don't fit with the episode, but when something technically doesn't work. So oh, when like we'll film something, errors or something? continuity errors we can deal with. They're fine, but it's when like a camera is not quite running right or a mic dies or what's worse is we often shoot with two cameras at the same time Mm -hmm. when one camera has a problem and the other camera gets it great and then we can't edit the scene together because we only have one camera that is the killer that it doesn't happen all the time we have an amazing team but that's one of those things that just is going to happen I'll I'll give you an example we recently shot an entire episode at Canada's Wonderland where we had broken a kid out of the sick kid's hospital because we were trying to steal his make-a-wish and so we take him (laughs) showing him such a good time we take him on this amazing day at Canada's Wonderland all illegal like we had no permission from anybody Right. and of course we're shooting at Canada's Wonderland and security are catching us constantly yeah constantly they're right. catching our they're not me and Jay because we're so far away from the cameras that there's no connection yeah. but security are grabbing our cameras all the time being like what the hell are you doing get out and so we'd be shooting scenes where the scene's great but one camera is literally in the process of being arrested right right right, <laughs> right? and so then he's got to go and like run away like yeah. we're doing this cat and mouse game all day so that's the kind of stuff that that you just that's the cost of doing business with this type of show. Right. When you get it, it's great, and sometimes something goes wrong like that. So are, are you afraid that people will kind of be in on it at a certain point? Because, I mean, I imagine there's not much allergy you can do at this point where mm. people aren't like, well, come on, you're, you're Sasha Baron Cohen. Come yeah, on. exactly. Right? So like, are you afraid that that might happen with the show? Well, the difference between... like, We don't interview like other celebrities. We don't like right. set up these interviews where where they really kind of have this sort of precedent where they know what they're getting into. Like we, the people that are on our show are sort of the everyday people that are on the street. Mm-hmm. Who walk past us through happenstance. Yeah. yeah. Right? And, and in fact, one of the th- weapons that me and Jay use all the time is we only engage with people who give us that look of what's going on. Yeah, right. right. And sometimes you, oh, uh, that's my, some of my favorite moments in the show when, when someone will give you a weird look and the camera will just like zoom right in. Like, yeah, I get oh, it. Because we're not, we, we don't plan these moments where like, oh, we're going to go and, and mark this person and they're going to be right. the target of some weird hidden camera prank where they're going to look stupid. Yeah, yeah. Mm. We just like to see people give a sincere reaction yeah. to us in the middle of a plot and if they can just sort of all of a sudden find themselves involved and just sort of 
counter our ridiculousness with the realism. They, they've got their solid ground right. in a very sincere way. That's what, we're go- that's what we go for. Because it justifies the ridiculous things that we do. Right. right? Like we put up a banner on Queen Street with a penis on it and let it on fire. Yeah. That's, all, that's stupid. Like, like just imagine that in a show without the real world. Okay. Like that'd be a laughable show. It's yeah, true. It's, it's almost an incredibly dumb. It's like almost a, like a, it's from the minds of teenagers, it, it, like how simple and insipid it is. But because we do it in the real world, right. uh, the cliche becomes new. That's yeah, what yeah. we're always discovering. We can do incredibly hackneyed, cliched things, but because we're doing them with real people watching it or yeah. talking with real people, it's the variable. it has this freshness where you're like, oh my God, I can't, be- I can't believe this. As long as you can get a real reaction, that's all that, that really matters. Exactly. Like the Eric Andre show or something like that. It's yeah. Just, yeah. Well, Eric Andre's a good friend of Jay. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I, yeah. I am a huge fan of that show as well. And Man Seeking Women. I guess that's a Toronto show too, isn't it? Yeah, they yep. shoot in Toronto, Toronto, Toronto yeah. but it's, it's oh. an American show. Uh, okay. Okay, well, I don't really uh, have any more questions about the show, but let's talk about Toronto in general because you guys obviously both live here uh why the well no, i guess this is about the show but why the rivoli that was a decision we made early on and it was one of those like what does a teenager think toronto is i think so much of what the characters in nirvana the band do is driven by the how would a 13 year old 14 year old from the suburbs think about Toronto? Well, I mean, right. we weren't even necessarily thinking about we that's just true because we were Young, oh, exactly, and we didn't really have a lot of options to choose from. We only could name off. A co- we didn't live in Toronto at the time when oh, we were okay. kind of coming up with the concept. Yeah, you got to remember that the, most of the genesis of what Nirvana the band is really was created by Jay and I when we were seventeen or eighteen right. years old and knew nothing, and and just through pure luck, we stumbled on the fact that oh, our naive, stupid teenage selves. Yeah. There's actually some magic in that kind of thinking. Right, right, right. And there's some magic in thinking, oh, the Rivoli is the best place in the world. Yeah, That's no, the I best th- place in the I, world. I, the more we we get interviewed about this, the more I don't know if it's just my my brain putting this together, but I remember us in Jumbo Video back oh, yeah. in the day, mm. uh, going around looking at some VHSs with uh, popcorn, and we were just having a laughing fit, just talking about this thing, and you were making me laugh about saying like oh yeah and they just want to get a show at the Rivoli and they call themselves uh, like a band name that uh, that's obviously already taken like Nirvana and we laugh and well, just so there's no confusion they, they call themselves Nirvana the band like that's their band name and we're just sort of on this roll I think whether it was in Jumbo Video or not that's yeah. how it happened right just in an instant of a joke that just we were tickled by and that's it that's yeah it, it informed the stupidity perfectly like what are these how where, where are these guys at Here's right. where they're at. They think that Nirvana the band is and a great at the name. very beginning too. Like this is how Nirvana the band works, just as a partnership between Matt and I. We know how to move forward with something when we both have a laugh and a look that we share, where it's just like that is it. That's that's the it thing. No, everybody else be damned. Like no nobody can challenge us on this element of the plot or this little character choice here because we just decided together that like okay this is the funniest way like and that's how the concept was born it was just a joke that we said that's a killer joke for us mm. and just for us that's that's incredible i can't wait to see i mean to talk about the show again even though i said i wasn't going to to see how it all ends up if you guys end up at the rivoli or not ah uh, you'll never know <laughs> and what the show actually sounds like what nirvana the band actually sounds like but uh to get back to toronto a little bit what are some of your favorite spots in the city to do what? Like, do like to eat or just anything? Eat, drink, go out, whatever. A lot of Nirvana the Band was written at a restaurant just nearby this office called Little India. 
Oh yeah, I go there is, all the time. Yeah, an amazing yeah. place. The lunch buffet is oh, ridiculous. Yep, that's it. It's like thirteen dollars. Get for there early to get the yellow doll. It, 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 yeah, if you're listening to this and like Indian food at all, the Indian buffet uh-huh. at Little India is ridiculous. I like the shrimp so, curry. Oh, it's all Jay can't eat shrimp, but oh. uh, but so good that that restaurant's incredible. We spend a ton of time. Uh, I'm trying to think of places that we did what we went to all the time when we were. Yeah, still well, that whole show. Queen Queen and Spadina area is always kind of near and dear to us. It's kind of like our our set right now, right. still. Um, but we we spent a lot of time at Sneaky D's. We did so, we not spent, so much anymore though. No, I haven't now, been there in yeah, years. Neither have I. I went there a little while ago and uh, and uh, I th- lost my credit card. It's terrible. Now we're on further west because where we shoot the show is at Queen and Shaw. Queen and Ossington. Basically. And yeah. And so we, we do the Ossington thing. We like the restaurants there. Right. Um, we go to Rosenson's a lot, like right at the, uh, at the corner there. Yeah. The sad thing is, and I think, I don't know if, if this is true with you, that once you're in the middle of something, like once you're really busy, yeah, you actually don't get to no, do yeah, anything we're not, anymore. We're not traveling. Like around. we, don't, we, I, I like going out like I did when I was making the show. Jay and yeah. I used to go out all the time when we were like twenty, like like dirt bags. We would go to like Lee's Palace every week. We'd go to right, the right. dance cave all the time. We went to where it was Shake a Tail at Clinton's. Of course, yeah. We yeah. went to all the, like we would go out every week and just like just part because we were we were young and we were gonna live forever right. so all we did was make the show and go out and and we, we we go to crazy places remember we went to shanghai cowgirl a lot we went to um oh we used to uh go to tequila bookworm tequila bookworm a lot oh, oh yeah i mean that's not really a, a a party place but now that we're making the show yeah like i haven't been out to do something fun I want to check out that new uh, pinball place. I went there. It's yeah. amazing. Tilt. Tilt. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. I was just about to mention that because... Uh, that is a place that I think is new to Toronto. You know what? Actually, this is getting onto a really good topic and that I think is, is relevant to this. And sure. that is that... There Here is, we go. There is a new... A, a bit of a subculture that was started by places like Snakes and Lattes, ANC Games, yeah. and now Tilt, where... Or power up that that bar in the in the east end, which I don't think is quite as cool. People might say get well. I don't know. Actually, yeah, get well was was part of it, but you, but that was a little different because right, those yeah, games yeah. are not really those are not really gameable games. Yeah, yeah, they're not the type of games. No, I hear you. Where you're there really being like, they're okay, novelty. I'm gonna. They're novelty. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was novelty stuff. But with but with the in, the heavy introduction of gaming to bar culture in Toronto, you really are starting to see. That there is not a movement, but a lot of young nerds who want to go out and, and use these facilities, right. like Fan Expo, Anime North. Um, I'm hoping that we can get a GDQ happening in Toronto. I actually think it would be a great place for one to happen. Right. There, like th- this, this is a big thing in Toronto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Toronto is the Canadian city. Like we're we're, we're such a, a draw city for every feeder suburb. Right. Like they come here, and so if you're talking about most of the nerds yeah. in the country are going to be in Toronto. Of course, all these businesses are going to do well. Yeah, yeah. And so that's why, like, a really good Palladium-like arcade. I liked it. I've been to Tilt once, and the night that I went, I don't know if anybody here has ever been to Tilt before, but it's basically, um, it's almost like the Palladium. It's like a like a modern arcade. A lot it, of pinball. A lot of pinball. It is exactly like the Foot Clan's headquarters in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 1. Amazing. That, that is exactly how I felt when I walked in. It was too crowded. People he were also, drinking. He also walked in, like, right after we came back from a New York trip. And when we were in New York, yeah. we went to a place, place called in Spin Cycle. Is that what it's called? Yeah, Spin it's Cycle. It's like a laundry place. Sure. Have you heard of it? No. 
It's you, dude. You'd love this dude, place. It's, so it's, crazy. it's a laundry okay. place, and you go in. It's like a laundromat, and yeah. at the, the back, very back there is a laundry machine, but yeah. it's fake, and you can open it and go through the door it's into a bar. bar oh, maybe. where they have like twenty five perfect like professional pinball players pinball playing, and they're having and they have tournaments. Pinball tournaments. Oh wow! So we okay. went in there and had like the time of our lives. Just like we wasted like seventy dollars. Like, it was amazing. Pinball. It was amazing. And so when we came back to Toronto, we were just like, man, we we love pinball. Let's let's figure out where where there's more pinball in the city. Found out right then and there that there's a new pinball bar called well, the Tilt that yeah, just opened. The, be- the beauty of Tilt is, um, well, when I first went there, there wasn't any cover at all. But now there's a small cover, but all the games are free. Exactly. So you can play all night and drink five, all night. Five I bucks. I did not know that. Five bucks. Uh, so I've been once, and I mean, you, do you play pinball much? Like you into pinball? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm into all sorts of games. So Jay and I, I we, don't, we don't play pinball very much, but we got really into it. Yeah. And we we're like, oh, yeah, we love pinball. I, I'll say this about the tables at Tilt is that they're not quite... Those are not like they're not like super pro tables. They're not perfectly maintained. Well, it wasn't like spin cycle. It wasn't like spin cycle. They're right. great, but they also have a bunch of other video games that you can play as okay. well. And they have like shuffleboard well, so and skee-ball they, they, and they stuff. They rotate them. They rotate the pinball machines. And the arcade games. Because I was um I've talked to the owner. He has or there's several owners, but I talked to one of the owners. He has many, many games. Some of them are are like facets that stay there. There's a game called Ice Cold Beer. I don't know if you played that one where it's like a a bar that you lift and you try anyway it's I really good in the it. back corner wow great game um but for the most part they rotate out the games um like on a cycle and whatever and he like last time i was there i was like man you guys got to get golden axe because they don't have golden Axe. one of the greats i used yeah. to play golden axe like crazy yeah in thunder bay oh so good uh but yeah so they rotate them out so the last time i was there they half the pinball machines were different than the last couple times well then i should go again because because i went there and i i I really love pinball but what's great about pinball is the new pinball machines i don't know if you i mean not very few people keep up with pinball but there are new pinball game designs that are coming out constantly and they are machines i know this sounds ridiculous and nerdy but they're doing crazy shit there are pinball machines that are doing fucking so they had the episode one pinball machine there for a while which they don't have anymore that's one of the ones that was rotated out but it has a screen on it so when you're but it's not a it's not a screen. It's like projecting a hologram over the unbelievable. The oh wow, machine. like Princess Leia. That's awesome. So yeah, yeah. So like as you're going through things, like ships are exploding and all this yeah. crazy shit See, is that's happening. That's wicked. The, yeah. the crazy game that we played in New York was yeah. a Big Lebowski yeah, pinball Big Lebowski. machine oh. with a real rug that, as you hit it, rolled up what? and revealed <laughs> a video player underneath it where there was an actual glass of white Russian being drunk, like real liquid. Oh wow, yeah. it was so. Oh, crazy. and underneath the main like center of it too, a bowling alley. A bowling alley that where the, just, where well, a ball would get oh, it's like a little mini game or something. Yeah. Oh my god. We never made it to that game. No, we didn't. So they have they have one. Now. We can nerd out about games. This is the last thing, but they have one now that's a Street Fighter Two pinball machine, and if you get a certain bonus, there's like a little, you know, table within the table that has a car, and as you the bonus stage, oh, yeah. throw the ball at it, it like the car slowly gets destroyed. That ha- melt my heart. That happened to me in real life. One night I was driving some of my friends home after working on the show and we stopped in the East End and there were some really, really drunk guys at the corner and we were looking oh, at yeah. them and we were looking at them. I was driving in a Mazda 3 and we were like, oh man, these guys are really drunk yelling at one another. They, the one guy looked at us and I guess he thought we were laughing at him. He was yeah. so drunk out of his mind. He shouts, you're laughing at me? He charges the car <laughs> and it was literally Ryu in the bonus stage crazy just smashing all the windows just with his fists just with his fists and it was like oh, he was trying amazing. to get both sides like trying to t- turn it into the smoking axles yeah yeah but we didn't let him <laughs> we oh. didn't let him we got away that's amazing Ryu bonus stage he fucking went for it 
All right, so let's uh, let's loop back around to the show. I know that uh, you're, you you uh, can't talk too much about it, but what's up next for Nirvana the band? What kind of hijinks can we kind of see? We can talk. We'll talk about very Toronto centric things. We can talk about the Goldeneye Speedrunning Tournament that's happening in season two. Oh yeah, let's talk about Toronto centric things. So we we, we Nirvana the band joins a Goldeneye Speedrunning Tournament, a real one at ANC Games at ANC Games. That Jay competes in and does very well. I will just say you'll have to tune in to see how well he does. Are you generally a good GoldenEye player? Absolutely, I am. Okay. He, he's uh, he's amazing. But there are some twists and turns that happen because it's speed running. Sure. And so, yeah. Well, yeah. you'll see what happens. You saw, Oh, you saw us playing Mario Kart 64 at the end of episode two. Yes, I did. And the little theme song. I, I really appreciate that because uh, <laughs> that's another thing. You know, I just... the You know, the nerd culture is strong, I think. And it's like... It hit all the all the things that my lizard brain is like, yeah, I'm into that. Yeah, I'm into that. Yeah, I'm into that. I was like, oh, okay. This well, this is, is what this I is say. It. When somebody likes our show and they talk to us about it, we can tell, oh, no, they really do like it. Yeah. Right away, we have so much in common. And that's what's so cool because Jay and I aren't actors in this show. Like, we and our friends are coming up with everything that you're seeing. Sure. Like, nobody's, nobody's telling Jay, okay, now here... This is the Mario Kart 64 desert theme. Yeah, Here's yeah. how you play it on piano. Yeah, you yeah. need to pretend like you really like this song. Yeah, yeah. No. Jay yeah. knows this song off by heart and he can play it without any prompting right. because that's him. Well, it's all the little things too. Just like, oh, there's always that one fucking asshole going in reverse. As yes. Like, yes. Yeah, there, there is always that fucking asshole <laughs> yes, going in reverse. Yeah. And, and so we, we, try, we try to do those things real so that when people like the show, yeah. instantly we know that that person could be our friend. Right, right, right. Instantly. We have an episode, episode four of season one. Mm-hmm. We crash the Star Wars episode seven world premiere and and Ooh. get thrown out of it. Yeah. And um, and it's a, a fully Star Wars centric episode. Like we do everything about Star Wars. We yeah. shot it at the uh, Scotiabank Theater or uh, yeah, Scotiabank, Scotiabank Theater. Right. Awesome. I also heard that, that you guys get sued by a band. I won't really get into that but my buddy was telling me that you guys get sued at one point yes that's true that happened, is, that happened in our old web series oh oh that was a web series yes oh, okay well who knows that may happen again but but i heard that and i was again instantly in because anyway we won't get into that <laughs> but uh so you guys are star wars guys then uh, big time huge yeah okay we love star wars. uh thoughts on episode seven uh, both jay and i sat beside one another mm-hmm. this is a movie that jay and i saw together yep. in yep. character three times or twice at least twice at, at least, least twice first time we went heartbroken we couldn't believe how bad it was we turned to one another midway through Woo. and we're like okay. and we're like man i like they're not we felt like they were just failing at some of the se- can i give you an example of where i think star wars episode 7 failed me yeah tell and me. i think i think it's i think it's an example that i don't think the movie's terrible i actually had fun watching the movie and i think there's a lot of amazing stuff in it mm-hmm. i think everybody even even the haters will agree to that sure but here's where the, the film fails for me yeah yeah okay in empire strikes back one of the one of the best scenes is darth vader having counsel with the emperor and the emperor saying the son of skywalker cannot become a jedi we need to get him on our side. You need to basically come and get this guy. And you can you you can kill him or and I think Vader says, but if he could be turned to become a powerful ally. Right. right. And we don't know what he's talking about, but we know, okay, man, Skywalker, Luke Skywalker is a dangerous guy, and these guys are out to either kill him or get him. Sure. They do the same scene mm-hmm. in episode seven between Kylo and Snake or Snoke, uh, Emperor yeah, Snoke. Emperor Snoke yeah. And the dialogue is this <laughs> Kylo, your father. Han Solo is out looking for you. 
you I mean it doesn't even really matter what he's saying after that point yeah. like they they could instead of trying to obscure the fact that there's this huge reveal that's going to happen right they just say it and you don't get anything from it yeah yeah, and, yeah okay. it, and why 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 would they do that and that it's just it's they were doing it clearly to just be like hey guys this is Kylo Ren is Luke is Han Solo's son yeah yeah why steal that from us why make that uh like a uh, 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 explication moment with no power when in Empire Strikes Back you had the blueprint for how to do this yeah, yeah, yeah. you make him instead say Han Solo is trying to is coming to do this You he must be killed right, and then right. Kylo goes don't worry I'm no, no problem and all of a sudden it's dripping with power because you may think that Kylo Ren is Han Solo's son yeah. but you don't know right 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 right. and anyway that to me expanded is is all of the things that I thought episode seven. I didn't did like wrong. the campiness between Finn and uh, Ray. And no, and uh, who breaks him out? Lewin Davis. Oh yeah, Lewin Davis. What's his character's name? The the pilot, the hotshot pilot. Oh yeah, I know who you're talking about. I don't know. Uh, but also, I'll tell you, this is a big problem that we can't name this guy. This is another thing that I think Star Wars Episode Seven really. No, no, Oscar at. Isaac. Come on, I know Oscar Isaac, but what's his character's name? Oh, like we should know this. I think it's, it's on the tip of my tongue. Same here, but. We should be able to say it as well as we can say Han Solo. Leather jacket. Yeah. Leather jacket. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, leather jacket. Well, I mean, like, so he, Finn goes to break him out, and immediately I'm very interested in this in this stormtrooper that's defecting. Yeah. But then right away they're like they're being broken, they're breaking out, and then they're shouting all these campy lines. Oh, that was a close one. And you, this guy uh, Finn, who's a stormtrooper, where does he get his sense of humor? How are they raising these guys? <laughs> and he, then when he's like <laughs> going with question. Ray, and, and and he's just like, "Yep, I'm a stormtrooper. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm a part of the, the resistance. Yeah, yep, Finn, of course. Yep. Finn is very what relaxed. a character on this guy! What is he doing on his weekends? I don't consider. I he thought that it was like a oppressed. Like, well, he was a nice, a Nazi soldier. Yeah, he's literally a, like a Nazi computer s- clone. Well, that, not, with not a heart of gold, anymore. though. With a heart of gold, sure. Yeah. But I think I think no, both I Jay and I would have loved to have seen. What about Rogue One, though? Uh, Rogue One, I think I liked more. We saw I Rogue One. More. We saw Rogue One together. Just because it was. Uh, that may be my favorite Star Wars movie. Your favorite, really? Yeah. More than A New Hope. A uh, New Hope. A New Hope. You're out a of new all ho- of them. <laughs> a New Hope. Oh yes, I yeah, love you can't, a New you Hope. You can't touch the first. Y- yeah, three. yeah. Empire. Empire. I love if I'm Empire too. One, but but yeah. new, the ending of New Hope. I mean, like. Even when I describe like the ending to somebody, it's, like I can get teary eyed. It's so like Luke, just Luke what it is means. too central in A New Hope for me to like that movie. Yeah, he's a pussy, and and he and he always has been, and he's tough to watch. And he's a baby, and he's not a great actor, and he's weird. Well, I think everybody knows it's just this. the whining, you know. Yeah, yeah, Luke Skywalker. We're gonna get to that later. Though. We're gonna get to that later, Koji. Later, yeah. we'll be talking about Luke. Yeah, yeah. And how weird one thing he is. we haven't mentioned on this podcast is that uh, we just met you, Koji. Yeah, that's, that's um, me, yeah. and we wanted to just sort of the other famous. Koji. There's another famous Koji that we just educated you on, which is Koji Kondo. Who's a big inspiration to both Jay and I, and a big inspiration to our show. Composer of the famous Super Mario theme, Zelda, among other, probably many, just, I don't know what they are, though. Those Recently are the, the deceased. big ones. He died in 20, 2009, I think. Did he? Or 2008, Koji Kondo. Crazy. Yeah, he was, he was, he was a legend. A legend. In fact... Oh, I love those themes. Same here. And you know what? I... I I mean, I don't want to get too passionate about it, but one of the amazing things is that all these guys who basically created video game music, yeah. I mean, the Mario theme, it, every, every person in the world knows that song. Mm-hmm. They're writing this music with MIDI tools in the 1980s. Like, yeah. picture that. Like, now composers, they can do whatever they want. 
full orchestra, whatever. Like they could do right. anything they want. Here are a bunch of dudes in Japan who are like, okay, how much space do I have to make this it's song? Like right, right, right. It's like got to be a 40 second loop. You're, like, you're going, okay, yeah. I wanted to go dun 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 dun. Oh, and then you know what? The harmony here would be just great. Just, oh, I can't. Oh, I can't. I I'm not allowed. I only have <laughs> three notes to play at a time here. Exactly. Yeah. And, and then they're, they're also competing it. with like the coin sound, which takes over the music as it comes. They dip, they dip the track yeah. for all the SFX in the game and it's like, well, I'm just going to make it work and I'm going to make it work for like 18 levels. Oh, I'm yeah. going to make a totally resonant underground theme. I'm going to make a totally resonant water theme. And these things are going to... Like, of course, this dude doesn't know he's doing it when he's writing it, but these songs have endured mostly because the game is so well designed, but these songs are like primal. And he's writing them with MIDI tools yeah, yeah. on an 8-bit so cartridge job, in the you. 1980s. Good job. Uh, well, I just need to live up to that, uh, to my namesake then, I guess. Well, you're halfway there. We got the mics going. Yeah. yeah. Okay, you sing a, harm- uh, a note. I'll sing a note. You sing a note. That's three notes. We oh, should be able to come oh, up with a theme, right? Oh, <laughs> singing? Oh, sure, singing. No problem. Yeah. Oh, oh. Well, did you guys hear that uh, Final Fantasy? The themes from Final Fantasy are going to be played by the uh, Toronto Orchestra or the Canadian Symphony Orchestra. Or whatever. When's that? I don't know. Advanced tickets just went on sale today. I got a Sony Center Insider little thing. We should go. I would go. I yeah. definitely want to go to that, but none of my friends want to go. Because it's not cheap. How much is it? Like 80 bucks a ticket? Uh, I, yeah, I think it starts at like, yeah, somewhere around there and goes up to like 300 or something. I, I've gone to now, see video games live before. Did you go with me? No. I, I heard that was good. Yet. Yeah, it was great. It was yeah. really, really great. The guy who wrote the score to Cruising USA was oh, there. Sweet. And it was fucking Choose hilarious. Choose your car. <laughs> Ray, for your game. <laughs> the one theme that I'd love to see live, well, other the Final Fantasy ones are great, but Chrono Trigger, that's... Those big songs for us. Well, we favorites. there's an episode of our old oh, show that shit. is all about a Chrono Trigger theme. Okay, we, I'm we gonna have to travel. watch this old show. My buddy has them all, so I'm probably just gonna have to get our DVD. If you yeah. can buns for our DVD, yeah, yeah. you'll be good. You probably get it for like eight tall cans. Okay, I'm I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do that for sure. You guys should also, if you haven't already, do an episode about the Star Wars holiday special because that is the worst piece of garbage I've ever seen in my life. And if you guys like <laughs> Star Wars, maybe yeah, just we give that one a rewatch because. Uh, <laughs> Like we should just—I don't know. That's that's a tough one. Should let that one die. Oh. I think George Lucas is just hoping that nobody. All the original does characters, though. So I know it's quite bizarre, isn't I, it? I was telling you that I do this podcast where people suggest things, and this was one of the things that someone suggested that we had to love. And I was like, "Oh, this will be easy because every character from Star Wars is in this thing." Of course, I'm gonna love this, no problem. It is the worst. The worst. Anyway, I think I've taken up enough of your time, so. Uh, let's just talk about the show once more. Where can people check it out? What yeah, time is it on? It's easy all to find. It's, it's on Viceland. I mean, not everybody has a Viceland membership, but you can watch the f- at least the first two, maybe three episodes for free. Very easy, just on Viceland. Yeah, if you just right. go to Viceland.com. Well, it's also very easy to you can w- look at the pilot on YouTube. The first two, at least. I, I don't. The third one's not there yet. But when I was there last week, only the first one was available. So. Okay. I guess maybe as they're airing, they're available on Viceland then? Yeah, maybe. I mean, I know it's different in the States and it's different in the UK, but 10 p.m. Thursdays, you can check it out on Viceland. Right. And starting in March, you can see it Sunday nights on City TV. Oh, nice. Nice. All right. So you guys fucking check that out. It gets a, a huge seal of approval. My my new favorite TV show, for sure. Thanks for uh, Thanks, Koji. sitting down and, and chatting with me, guys. Right really on. appreciate so, it. So great to meet you. Yeah, fun time. Nice to meet you guys. Peace.
so music this week is from my friend Jamin, uh, a friend of his band. I believe they're called ICU. They're a local Toronto four-piece, alt-garage psych, who draw comparisons to the OICs. So, you know, check it out. ICU. ICU. 